Independent retail business can mean so many things these days. A brick and mortar store, an e-commerce business, a maker's online shop, a booth at an antique mall, and more. No matter which category you're in, Kathy Cruz, a fellow retail business owner and retail educator, will teach you how to market and manage your business efficiently so you can spend time doing other things you love. Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Podcast. Welcome to episode 22 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. My intention for this episode is to talk about how we as retailers can handle this very challenging time as business owners. This episode is actually a recording from a Facebook Live video when I recently went into the Savvy Shopkeepers Facebook group and I recorded a video to discuss how retailers are being affected and will continue to be affected by the coronavirus pandemic. My goal over the next few months is to be as helpful and optimistic as possible because mindset will really play a large role in how we handle all of the unknowns ahead. This episode will be longer than others because I spent over an hour speaking in the group. I want to give a special shout out to Katie of Voiced by Katie, and her website is voicedbykatie.com in case anyone's looking to start a podcast of their own, but she's my podcast editor. And she always does such a nice job of making me sound professional, but particularly for this episode because she took the time to cut out some of the non-essential audio to make this episode as short as possible. So we'll just get right to it. I hope you find it helpful, and I'll be back next week or maybe even sooner with another episode. Thanks everyone for joining me, hoping that we wouldn't have to have this conversation. And I realized last night that we just have to have it. We just have to have it. Um, if anyone has any questions or thoughts, I'm going to do my best to scroll through the comments. Um, feel free to chime in anytime. So the first thing that I want to say, because I'm sure people will be watching the replay, is obviously I am not, I'm going to say coronavirus because COVID-19 feels kind of creepy to me. So I am not a coronavirus expert. I'm not here to specifically talk about coronavirus. I think this is a good time for us just to talk about challenging times in business in general and how to help us prepare for situations like this. And even, I understand now that we're in the middle of it, but hopefully we're all gonna get through this. And in the future, after this passes, we can kind of position ourselves to be in a better place in terms of business so that we aren't panicking like some of us are right now. And I get it. I know there's a lot of fear, not just with health, but with our businesses too. So I just wanna say first that I am not an expert. I've done, I did a lot of reading, which is why I look so tired and a lot of research to prep for this, but I don't wanna talk about the, the virus specifically itself. A couple things that I wanna say is, and I know this is easier said than done, but in terms of business, I don't want, I, I wanna help alleviate that sense of panic. Like I can tell already by some comments in the group that some of the women are like, I'm not going to survive this. I'm not going to make this. So I wanna approach this in a really optimistic fashion that we can get creative and we can do some things and we can help each other out in the group. It's not just you trying to do this on your own. Uh, I have some ideas on what we can do as a community to help each other out. If you missed it yesterday, I posted, right after I said that I would be going live in the group, I posted that I reached out to one of the artists in the group and I'm asking her, you know, of course I said I would pay for her time. 
and never expect anything for free, but that I would love for her to make some type of graphic that we could all share as a community with our, on our business pages, on our personal pages, just something to convey the importance of still supporting our small businesses, not as a charity. No, none of us want to be treated as a charity, but that people also know that we support each other, that we're also looking out for each other's backs, that, you know, we're not just kind of doing this alone. And that in order for us to survive times like this, because most of us are so small, we're independent retailers and our budgets are small, that it's really important that the community still comes and shops with us. And I'll talk about different ways for them to do that if they don't wanna leave their houses and shop. I have that idea and I have some other ideas that I'll talk about during this. So I just wanna to mention too that election year historically has been known to cause people to spend less. So we were already expecting this. And if you've never heard of that, I wanted you, I want you to know that, that that happens in an election year already. So it's not out of the norm for people to kind of slow down. People don't know what's happening with the economy, with, with um, the election, and that happens naturally. I also want to mention that, unfortunately, there's been so much talk about a looming recession. So now we have an election year. Now we have, you know, all of this talk about a recession hitting and now we have coronavirus. So it has become a bit of a tornado. And I just wanna make sure that we all get creative, help each other out, do things that are smart in terms of business, make really good decisions, get really lean, in our businesses right now. And those are some of the things that I wanna talk about. Okay, so I think those are all of the, the disclaimers. Okay, so the first thing that I wanna mention, and these are all going to be things that we can do in our businesses to help us through this time. And this time could be a month, could be the next six months, it could be you know, the whole year. And I just want us to be prepared for that. So I have a slew of suggestions and ideas and I'm going to get started with the first one is show sensitivity. And that could be on social media, in your stores. Now, I will say if you have a business that, you know, thrives on humor or sass or um, sarcasm, maybe, you know, graphics and posts about the coronavirus would work for you. But for most of us, I'm just going to tell you to tread cautiously. There are so many memes and graphics and posts and everyone is going to view this differently. And I can see just on personal posts in my own personal feed that something will trigger another person. We know, we know how that is. So I just want to mention to practice a little sensitivity during this time, especially after last night. I feel like things really kind of spiraled out. And if it works for your brand and it works for your customers, then maybe that'll be an easier decision. But for most of us, let's just tread cautiously because our brand and our businesses are really important to us and we don't want to offend anyone. The second one, finances. And this one's pretty long. I tend to have a lot to say about finances. And recently in Master Shopkeepers, we had an ex we have two, two finance-related classes. We had a, an expenses class where I taught and focused on what you can do to cut expenses in your business. There are so many things that we can do that we just don't take the time to kind of sit and look at our profit and loss statement or look at our spreadsheets to really determine where we can cut things out. 
And in that class, and then in a class that Sarah taught, she's in this group just a few days ago, it was about the profit and loss statement. And it's just really important for us to know our numbers, not to hide from them, you know, to have an emergency fund, all things I'll talk about. So the first thing on my list for finances to contact your bookkeeper or accountant. So if you're normally kind of hands off, but you delegate that, um, you need to contact them and ask them for your profit and loss statement for the past year and for a detailed expense list. You really wanna take a look at your expenses right now and figure out what you can cut, where you can cut, and where you can save in terms of money because you need, you're going to need cash flow at this point. You know, unless your business is super healthy and you're confident that you're gonna get through the next three to six months. But if you're not and you're um, a bit afraid right now, then that's step one is either print that yourself if you use Wave or QuickBooks or anything like that, or contact your bookkeeper slash accountant and have them print that out for you. And maybe even ask them for, you know, a 15, 20 minute conversation so that they could, if you don't understand it, that you take the time to have that conversation with them so they can walk you through it so that you can understand it because your numbers are extremely important right now. Um, and if anyone has any comments or suggestions, please make sure you comment. Look at your numbers so you know where you stand. You kind of have an idea if, or your bookkeeper or accountant can tell you if you can just cover the basics for the next few months. Like those are really thing, really the things that you need to focus on right now. Find out where you can cut the expenses. And unfortunately, there might be some really tough decisions. Um, you may have to let go of employees. You And, and again, this is not doomsday. I'm just being realistic and, and giving a couple of tips. There might just be some decisions that you have to make that make you uncomfortable. Um, unfortunately, those tough decisions might be ahead. And I just want to mention them so that you know that other people are experiencing it too, that it's not just you, that you shouldn't feel guilty, but that those tough decisions might have to be made in the next month or two. The next one is what can you liquidate? Maybe you're holding on to an expensive piece of equipment that you don't use. Maybe there's a display piece in your store that someone's inquired about, but you didn't want to sell it. I mean, there could be things, anything that might be like a higher ticketed priced item in your store or in your storage area. That's an idea of something that you can sell so that you have a little bit of cash in your account. All right, next is hold on to any reserves or emergency fund you might have. Does anyone here have whether you do profit first or whether you have an emergency fund, does anyone here in your business have that set up? I'm just curious in terms of like knowing where everyone stands. And if no one comments, I'm just going to assume that no one has this. And I get it. Not, not all of us can do that. I have talked about profit first. I don't actually teach profit first, but I will say that has helped my sister and I in terms of having an emergency fund. And something told me last year um, when it was time to give ourselves a bonus, not to dip into it too much. And now I'm so glad I didn't. I mean, we have enough of a fund that I feel comfortable over the next three months that we could at least, maybe even longer, that we could at least survive if it got that dramatic. But I just wanna stress that if you don't, I know now is not the time that you wanna be lectured about it. I'm not looking to lecture you. I just wanna say that once we get past this, that I highly recommend you set that up because you never know what's, go what's going to come in the future. You know, the one thing that came up the other day when Sarah taught her class in Master Shopkeepers was, you know, she 
she was actually a client of mine at one time when I, we were doing like one-on-one sessions and she's like, you know, you'd always tell me to pay myself, pay myself. She's like, but I just didn't have the funds. Like I just wasn't there yet. And I get it. So when I say things, I don't want everyone to feel like it's a, a blanket approach or a blanket suggestion. I understand that it's going, everyone's situation is different. These are just kind of suggestions for the future that if you can get to that point, something that you should focus on at that time. But still, again, I, I think that's why I didn't want to focus on a virus alone. It's just like everyone has different situations. We talk about this in Master Shopkeepers too. We all have different season in, seasons in life and in business. So that was about reserves or emergency fund. Um, the next one is that if business is still going well for you, and I've heard, I've seen comments and people say like nothing has changed. I loved, I think it was Julia in the group. She's also in Lakewood, Ohio, and that's where our store is. And she commented yesterday and said, like, business as usual in Lakewood, uh, always unpredictable. (laughs) And that's exactly how it is in Lakewood. I'm sure it is for many of you. You know, there are some days that are like so quiet. And then there's a day that we think will be quiet and it's steady or busy all day. Like you just never know in retail. But if business is still going well for you and now you're hearing this conversation and you can put some money away into an emergency fund, go ahead and do that now because again, you never know what's going to happen. Unfortunately, the next one on my list is, you know, per your personal finances. If you contribute to your household, uh, maybe you're the only breadwinner in your household. Like someone just mentioned that her and her business, this is it for them. But if you contribute to your household, it may be that you have to have a conversation with your partner that you may not be able to contribute as much as you were contributing before. It may mean getting really lean on personal expenses, on expenses at home or luxuries or things that normally when you're in a good financial place that you're spending money on, but then you have to cut. So again, another maybe tough conversation. No one ever has to have that conversation, but it might entail having that conversation. So I just kind of want you to be prepared for that. I also want you to know that you won't be alone. There are other people that are going to be going through this too. So don't feel, again, don't feel guilty or ashamed by it. But you might have to dip into personal savings. You might be forced to contribute less at home. You might have to ask a family member for help. Just be prepared for those things. The next one is, you know, last night um, it was announced that the SBA will be providing loans. It's way too soon for me or anyone to say what that process will look like who will get approved, who won't get approved. But that was um, mentioned last night, as well as deferred taxes. Again, I don't know the particulars around it, but if you owe taxes like I do, you know, that could be a nice bit of a break if they delay that for three months for all of us. So I just wanted to mention those. I just don't have any of the particulars. Someone in Savvy Shopkeepers last night mentioned that her SBA process was two years and that she wouldn't be able to survive a two-year process. And goodness, like I hope that that wouldn't be the case, but it is government and you never know um, what that process will look like, but just know that that's supposed to be coming. So the next tip that I wanna give is to diversify income streams. And I have a blog post about this. I will share, I will share it in, in the group. Um, I wrote this early on when I started blogging for Savvy Shopkeepers, but it's about diversifying the revenue that comes into your business. So for instance, and I'll talk about my own store because 
that's what I know. And I, I know of other people's situations, but in this instance, I'll talk about my own store. So we have multiple revenue streams. We, we offer workshops, we have an online shop, we have the retail store, we do custom painted furniture services. So that's four right there. And the reason why, why that's important in business is because of situations like this. So for instance, maybe people are afraid to come into the store. We haven't experienced that yet. I'm curious to see what happens today. But if people are afraid to come into the store, well, now we have an option to shop online. We can use our email marketing and social media to promote online shopping. People can go directly to the website to buy. So that's one revenue stream. Um, same with workshops, if people are afraid to do that. Whatever it is, depending on the situation, we can lean on one or two of those categories to really bring it revenue in during those tough times when maybe two of those other revenue streams wouldn't work. So if you only have one revenue stream in your business, you might wanna consider in the future, or maybe now if you have a path for it, to add another revenue stream to your business, or maybe two. So I'm just gonna visit the comments. Um, Cheryl says, my business insurance has a clause to cover loss of biz to pay the owner's salary. That's good to know. So that's another tip I actually don't have on my list is to look at your insurance policies or contact your insurance agent to look at um, what is covered and what isn't. The next tip I have on my list is, or the next item on my list is inventory. I'm going to say this because sometimes I notice the comments in the group for the people that order merchandise that does get shipped from China or India or wherever it may be, where some people comment like, oh, well, I buy all of my merchandise in the US only. And trust me, I get it. We make an effort in our store to do that, but we are a mix in our store. So there's nothing quite like feeling judged about what you have in your store. I am not here to judge you. You sell what works for you in your store. I don't care where it comes from. But unfortunately now with China, and with inventory or just not getting it or it getting bottlenecked or now maybe shipping not happening, whatever the situation is, now we might have to get creative in terms of our inventory. So, you know, the one thing is you might need to find an alternative vendor. Um, you probably going to have to get on the Internet and start Googling, maybe ask in the group like, hey, I usually use this vendor. They ship from China. You, you might need to find someone who offers the same type of product, but it might have to be a US-based company or a local maker. So we're going to have to get creative. So finding alternative vendors is one. Again, we've had conversations in the group where some of the blanket statements of like, where do you buy all your merchandise from versus being really specific for a specific need. And I think in this situation, if you have a product that you normally sell and you're struggling to get it in the store and you need an alternative and somewhere that the merchandise isn't coming from China or a, um, a country where there's an issue, then ask for an alternative. Maybe somebody can offer a suggestion in the group. Uh, yeah, like Christy says, I lost a bedroom set sale because of a delay from Vietnam. So, you know, this, I feel like maybe none of us or not many of us have seen the effects of of the situation yet in terms of inventory, but I have a feeling that it's coming over the next three to six months, maybe even the upcoming year. So we need to really get creative about our inventory. The next one is to buy handmade or local. I know many, many women in the group, um, especially with gift shops, 
or even it's their entire business models handmade and local and you have less of a concern or worry about that. But maybe for those of us that don't have handmade or local items, now's a good time to start getting on Instagram and using those local hashtags to research to see who in your area maybe provides something, um, a handmade product or even services to create something that you could bring into your store. Um, hashtag research is a good idea. Googling is a good idea. And it's almost like we as brick and mortar business owners, for those of us who are brick and mortar owners, we often get pitched to to sell items in our store. And now it's almost going to be role reversal where we're just going to have to go find those people that make those products if you're having an, an issue with inventory. So I just wanted to make sure I, I mentioned that. Do the research. Start reaching out to people now. Find those ideal products for your store and your brand and maybe start establishing that relationship so that if there is a need in a month or two, you know you can reach out to that person and place an order. The next one is maybe you can make your own inventory. And I know that doesn't apply to many of the people in here, but for instance, my sister and I, we sell um, home decor, baby nursery items, and furniture that we refurbish. So luckily, we have the skill set and we have the studio that if we needed to, we could upcycle like we used to all the time. That maybe we won't be able to get new merchandise in. We can definitely still local, still sell local and handmade. But now we can kind of pivot and maybe focus back on a lot of the upcycling that we used to do, where my sister would go buy old things and we would turn them around and make them new again or repurpose them. So that's an idea for some of us. I know that doesn't apply to everyone. I'm proud to say Doris is the sponsor of this season of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. If you aren't familiar with Doris, they are a premier distributor in the arts and crafts industry. But they are so much more than arts and crafts. They have on-trend home decor items, bridal, garden, gifts, and some great items for creating beautiful store and booth displays. Not only that, Doris has a fantastic blog that includes categories for both makers and brick and mortar businesses. As an independent retail store owner myself, it's really nice to know that we can place a minimum order for only $75. You don't hear that very often. Doris has an exclusive offer for Savvy Shopkeeper listeners. Use promo code SHOP20, that's S-H-O-P-20, at checkout for 20% off your order. Offer valid through December 31st, 2020. Visit Doris.com, that's D as in David, A-R-I-C-E.com, Doris.com, to check out everything they have to offer. And the last on my list is exactly what Stacy said, is buy from makers in the group. So if you use the search box, who in here has used the search box in the Savvy Shopkeepers group? And some people don't even know about it. So there's a little search box. If you're on your mobile phone, it's the top field. If you're in the group, there's an open field that you can actually search keywords in the group. And if you're on a desktop, it's, I'm saying it's over to the left, but that looks like it's over to the right. So if you search Share Your Shop Saturday, follow Friday. Every month there's a post where people can share links to their Facebook and Instagram pages. 
and um, share your shop Saturday, they can share links directly to their websites or Etsy shops. And the one thing that I ask on share your shop Saturday is, is this a retail shop or is this a wholesale or is it both? And I ask that for a specific reason because brick and mortar store owners in the group actually visit those posts looking for new merchandise for their stores. So by all means, use the search box. You can search specific products, candles. You might find a, a post with a string of comments of candle makers who have shared links to their shop. So please, please use that field use that function if you need merchandise you know of course by all means support the other women in the group we can support each other they can supply you with inventory and you can supply them with funds so the next one is customers you know the first the first thing that i want to suggest is to calm their nerves as best you can so no we can't completely disinfect our entire stores or make it 100% foolproof for our customers, but we can let them know that we're doing things to be proactive. You know, I say calm their nerves, but it's more just about communicating with them and letting them know that you acknowledge what's going on, that as a business owner, you're trying to be responsible and you're trying to do the right things. The next thing that I want to mention is staying open for regular hours and i know this is a big question right now it really is going to be an individual choice everyone's area is hit a little bit differently the one comment that i saw in the group yesterday was someone who's in the seattle area and for those of us who aren't hit as badly as seattle maybe it doesn't feel or seem as serious but for someone who's in the seattle area this feels really heavy right now. You know, they've had at least two dozen deaths, you know, I think close to 300. And if I'm wrong on the numbers, I'm sorry, but 250 or 300 infected, 24, I think, have died from this. And even though we may not feel the effects of it, it may be coming. Your decision to keep your store open is really going to be up to you and maybe even determined by your state or your region or your city. So it's, it's hard when someone asks that question, it's just not a blanket answer. It's not a one size fits all answer. It's really going to depend on you, your business, your area. I think people are going to get a bit more nervous today because of last night's announcements. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it even happened in my own household. You know, my husband and I had several conversations just getting ready for, for this morning and he kept popping in with another piece of news and it just kind of makes, you know, makes it all feel heavier. Um, so the decision to stay open for regular hours is going to be individual. I think you all know if you've been following me for a while that I, you know, I recommend staying open and being consistent for regular hours. I also understand that this situation is a little bit different. Um, do what's best for you and do what's best for your business and do what's best for your customers. And the one thing that I will say is, you know, someone else said this yesterday, like, give me the choice of whether I want to shop or not. Give me the choice of whether I want to come in or not. But if you close your store, you're taking that choice away from people. Um, so just, again, something to consider. I can't tell you one way or another whether you should be open or not. No one in this group really can. Again, it's, it's individual. But I do always preach to be open for consistent hours and to be open when you say you're going to be open. Take that for what it's worth. So the things that you can do that you can explain to people what you're doing. So maybe you can do a post 
you know, that isn't full of doom and gloom, but it's like, hey, listen, we're doing everything we can and we just want you to know because we, we love our customers and we respect you and we want you to feel comfortable. We want you to know that we're advising our employees to stay home if they're sick, that we have a sink, if you have a sink in your store, a bathroom in your store that people can wash their hands. Like our bathroom is open, we want you to feel comfortable. We have hand sanitizer. You can wash your hands in the sink. Every time after a transaction, we're wiping off our point of sale system. And I'm just throwing ideas out here. We have Clorox wipes at a, at a little table at the door so that when you exit, you can grab a wipe and door and exit. So to some people, it may seem extreme because again, everyone is perceiving this pandemic differently. But if for those customers who that would make them feel comfortable, then why not share that? It doesn't hurt either way. The people that feel strongly about cleanliness and things being sanitized and the people that don't. There's nothing wrong with sharing like, hey, these are the things that we're doing. We want you to feel comfortable. We know we can't foolproof all of this, but we want you to know that we're making an effort. Let them know you're acknowledging it. Someone in the group asked this morning, has anyone put a sign or should they put a sign on the door that says that if they're sick or traveled abroad that you know they shouldn't come into the store? I don't know if I would approach it that way. I wouldn't want to feel uncomfortable. And I think at this point, Everyone's making the individual choice of whether they want to head out or not. I just wouldn't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable with a sign like that on the door, but I do feel being proactive and letting your customers know that you're being proactive is a good decision. Completely up to you. Not everyone will agree with me on everything. So the next one is teams and vendors. So if you're a, an antique mall with 100 vendors in your store and the vendors come in and out all the time, if you're a, you know, you might have multiple brick and mortar locations, or you might work out of your home and have two people that come into your home to help you with your wholesale business, whatever it is, this is regarding teams and vendors. And the first thing that I want to say is get something on paper now about your policies around the current situation. So it might be if you feel the least amount of sickness kicking in, don't come in and then list whatever the procedures are and how to reach you or how to how to do that, how to let you know that they won't be coming in. Um, it might be wash your hands regularly and it's up to you if it's every hour, whatever it might be. And for anyone working the register, clean the point of sale system, you know, after each customer, if they're, especially if they're using their finger to sign or people are touching it to turn it, depending on the kind of point of sale system you use, if it's a handheld, Make sure that they offer wipes to customers if that's something that you want to offer. Sanitize things. Um, I also saw in the news this morning, you know, Clorox, not bleach, they said not bleach, but the disinfectant. If you spray that, they actually say not to wipe down the surfaces immediately just to kind of sit there. The, lo the longer it sits there, the better. And of course, I'm not asking if you have painted furniture in your store like we do, I'm not asking that you spray it and let it sit there and let it you know, ruin the finish. Use discretion, be wise about it. But I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that. I'm gonna say Shanna, and if I'm wrong, please tell me. So many of our customers are in that over 60 age range that reassuring with sanitizers and wipes would be a good option. Yeah, I feel like you can just put a little plant stand or accent table at your door that says grab, grab a wipe you know, as you exit, you can even have a garbage side of that door so that as soon as they leave, they can put that in the garbage can. It's a couple of extra little steps that will make some of your customers feel better. 
So Tracy says, hey, so we make hand sanitizer and just yesterday posted that we cut our prices in half. Tracy, I think you are going to sell out. So if you need hand sanitizer, that's a shout out to Tracy and what she sells. The next one is getting creative with sales, social media, and community. And I've already mentioned a couple of things. The graphic that I'm, I asked Natalie to make, I'm saying graphic, I don't know if that's the right word, but I asked her to create a graphic or something hand-lettered conveying, you know, that it's really important that our communities support us and that we support each other. I don't know how that's going to come about. There's a conversation in Savvy Shopkeepers now asking for suggestions on wording or art or whatever it is you feel would convey this message really clearly. So make sure you go back into the group once you're done watching this and get in on that conversation to help Natalie out. So with sales, social media, and community, I'm sure this is something um, that most of us want to learn about or find out what we can do. And I feel like this is where we can, we're really going to be able to help each other out because again, if you use the search box, in the Savvy Shopkeepers group, there are so many conversations about some amazingly creative events that people do. And a lot of them, gosh, there's someone in, the, in Master Shopkeepers who just recently had an earring sale. And I can't think of who it is. It's, I'm drawing a blank right now. She was really creative with this online sale. VIP great, uh, a great idea right now for the people that don't, maybe if you have, if you're in an area that's people are really avoiding heading out right now. You know, maybe you can create a VIP group to get people engaged and in there and in shopping. So I just want to make sure I mention that. But one idea is Facebook Lives. And if this scares you, you see me, you see me stumbling over words, pausing, reading notes. I'm far from perfect. At this point, we can't worry about perfect. We just need to sell our merchandise and we need to make those sales. So get over that hump. This is gonna be a little tough love right now. Get over that hump and get on live and start doing what you need to do. So Facebook Live, I talked about that. I have a blog post in Savvy Shopkeepers and I'll share all of these links the blog post that I'm referencing so that you can read them. Next one is online shop promotion. I might do something like shop from home, get free shipping, and we'll do free shipping in all of Ohio. Most of our customers and most of our email subscribers on Facebook and Instagram are local. And for us to ship in Ohio, it's seven, seven to $8, mostly. And we always exclude furniture, of course, we're not shipping furniture for $7. But most of the small items in our store, we can ship for seven to $8. So it would be well worth it for us to stay online and we'll ship for free. So free shipping, online shop promotions. Um, some people are offering delivery. Have, has anyone in here started offering delivery, home delivery? So if they buy something in your online shop, you'll deliver it. I think I saw someone post in the group that they said that they would deliver like in a certain school district. I don't know if they were a bookstore or a toy store. So for anyone that offers anything in terms of being creative or using time, puzzles, books, this is a great opportunity for you to bundle something up and, and tell them, I'll ship it to you. It's a great way to, to use your time, your free time. Um, maybe you could do, and, and I understand right now we need more sales than to give anything away, but maybe it's about getting your customers and have fun on social media because everything is so doom and gloom and things are becoming a contest that you promote online. And I keep using my store as an example. It's just easy for me off the cuff to, to talk about my store. 
So for example, we sell furniture paint and a lot of our customers are DIYers. We have plenty of customers who bring us their projects to do, but a lot of our customers are DIYers and they take pride in their projects. So maybe it's like, share your recent project or you know we'll get, we'll we'll ship you a can of paint your choice of color but get your customers to like have fun lighten the mood show something that they're proud of that they worked on you could really have fun with this and it'll lighten up social media which we all need right now again do do what you need to do get creative get creative with your promotions and your online shopping and if anyone has like a really great idea about what has worked for them on a Facebook Live promotion, on an online shop promotion, I mean, this is the time. The group is often filled with questions and I am all for it, for us to help each other. But this is also a really to help each other out and give each other creative ideas so that we aren't stuck in our stores by ourselves. If you have a brick and mortar, feeling very alone and feeling like everything is coming down share your ideas in the group. I will approve those ideas all day long in the group. So it's a great way for us to help each other out. And then the last one that I want to with workshops. So two, two things about that. She posted in the group last night about how to approach a teaching this weekend. So she is going to send an email out to everyone who's registered. And although her, her policy is no refunds, that's normally what ours is too she's going to say if, if you're sick or you're not comfortable coming into the store i will refund your money i know that kind of makes us hurt in a way but at this time it makes sense she's also going to say some of the things that they're doing to be proactive again the things that i mentioned supplies will be sanitized whatever it is supplies will be sanitized sanitizer will be available so um that's something you can do if moving forward with your work Again, making your customers feel comfortable or giving them an out if they're that uncomfortable that they don't want to attend. Again, you can stress that this is not our normal policy, but because of the, our current situation, this is what we're offering. That way, in the future, when you offer workshops again, when all of this passes, because I'm confident this is going to pass, that people know you will return to your original policy. This is just because of what's going on right now. So that's the first thing that I want to mention. The other one is, and this could be challenging, it depends on your customers, but maybe you offer a virtual workshop. Maybe, so for instance, in April, we have an upcoming workshop, paint your own piece of furniture. Maybe you bundle up the supplies that they would need and ship it to them and then teach the class online. And you can either, you could do that through a live, but you want to give them direct access. You would probably need to do do something like that through Zoom. I want to say I pay $10 a month for Zoom, but it might be because of the extra perks I, I get with it. So maybe you can sign up for a free Zoom account and teach your workshop through Zoom. And Zoom is a conference call tool. It's what I teach master classes in Master Shopkeepers, and we do our group coaching calls in Blooming Shopkeepers. So that would be a good tool to use because only the people with the link for the actual um, conference call can watch the class. So that way you can just send them a link through email and say this is the link you need to watch the class. Everyone has their supplies. You might send them a one-page worksheet with some instructions and you can teach that way. Now depending on who your customer base is and their level of comfort with technology, 
It might be challenging for some people. It might be really easy for others. It might be worth trying. You never know. Like, what if you offer it and people love it and it works out great and you can offer them in the future? Kathy says this is also overwhelming. I know, and I'm sorry. Hopefully not the information that I'm sharing. I imagine it's the situation that you're talking about. All of this information that I'm sharing, I don't intend it to be overwhelming. I'm hoping that it's helpful and that um, it's giving all of you ideas to get you through the next few months. Then the last thing that I want to talk about is mindset. So it just seems appropriate that Kathy says this is also overwhelming. Already, I, I shared a post and I'll share the link to this blog post too, how to survive slow season. Winters, especially if you're in a climate that's cloudy and cold and wintry, combine slow or no foot traffic days and mindset can really mess us up as, as brick and mortar store owners. I will share a link to that article, but some of the things that I mentioned in the article is when you have slow times like that, it helps to keep moving and taking action. So there are all projects that we want to tackle and that we just normally don't have the time to tackle. So when you have a slow time, it's a really good idea to tackle that big project. It could be that you've been wanting to set up an inventory system and you have you have the point of sale system or you have the spreadsheet set up, you just don't have the time to do it. Well, now's the time to do it because so many of us complain and tell me if you don't agree. So many of us complain like, I don't have the time to do that. I don't have the time. I don't have the time to schedule my social, social media for a month. Well, now you do. So instead of sitting in your store feeling overwhelmed, feeling lonely, feeling like everything is failing, be active, be proactive, get things done, take advantage of the time. Because when we're busy, we don't always have the time to tackle those projects. I can't tell you how many times in Master Shop talked about scheduling social media in advance and people always say, I just don't have the time or I don't have the system set up. Well, now's a really good time to set up that system or to actually schedule it. Maybe it's a new candle scent. Maybe it's a new skincare product that you've been wanting to make. Maybe it's your inventory system. Maybe it's setting up your bookkeeping. And I can't stress how important it is for us to know our numbers. Maybe it's interviewing bookkeepers that you haven't had time to do. All of those things that you don't normally have time, I just, I'm really going to encourage all of you to stay as busy as possible. No doom and gloom here. That is not what I want. That is not going to help any of us out. So back to the list of ideas that I share in that blog post refresh your store floor plan maybe it's your studio at home or whatever it is that's another great project to tackle now um refresh the store clean everything now's a perfect time to really clean everything you want your customers to know that everything's been sanitized and cleaned but if you've been wanting to set up an online shop now could be a good time to do it no one says that you have to set up your online shop in one day it won't it won't be one day it's going to take you time, um, especially if you have a lot of SKUs. So approach, just approach it in chunks. Break the project up into 10 steps. Do what you can and just move forward with it. So the last few things, I mentioned budget your finances. Now's the time to clean that stuff up. Unfortunately, we still have to deal with taxes. I know that is like the last thing that you probably want to use to fill up your time, but it is a way to use your time. If you've been wanting to take a bookkeeping class online, 
now's a good time to do that. This is another time to just kind of maybe even wanting to just sit in your favorite room in the house and read a book. Go take care of yourself. Treat yourself. Maybe if you're the person that doesn't want to go outside of your home either when you're not in the store, or maybe you don't want to get a mani and petty, but maybe you can give yourself a mani and petty. Maybe you can just soak in a tub. Like do those things that you always want to do to take care of yourself. Um, now's also a good time to take a look at your your tracking and stats. It's the workshop that I was going to teach last night. Look at your Instagram insights. Look at your social, your Facebook insights. See what's been working. What hasn't? Where have you grown? Where haven't you grown? Look at your inventory turnover. Look at all of those numbers aside from the financial numbers to take a look at your business and see where um, maybe you've missed an opportunity. Just use the downtime to your advantage. Okay, so a few things that I want to mention that people in the group mentioned. Shelby, she has a store here in Ohio too. She says she's taking the time to really um, stage things well and photograph them. And then she's listing them on Marketplace to generate immediate sales. She's also making videos because videos perform better on her Facebook and Instagram page for most of us that probably would if you took the time to make a video. So, you know, maybe take the time to do a couple of video spots so that you can share those. If you don't normally have time to do video, you don't even have to go live on the video. You can just record them. So I love that Shell said that. But you can do shopping appointments. And this is another thing that I saw mentioned somewhere else is maybe schedule one-on-one -on -one appointments. Maybe people are more comfortable coming into your store at a scheduled time when they know no one else is in there. Again, everyone's level of comfort and anxiety are going to be different here. So maybe you'll appeal to the customer who'd just rather be in the store by themselves when no one else is around. Abby says she looks forward to making new products that have been floating in my brain for far too long. Christy says she's going to get a, a Manny Petty now. You go, girl. Like, I'm really proud of you for that one. Just do something for yourself at least once a week during this time to help calm that anxiety down. So again, any of these ideas that you have or things that you're doing, if you post in the group, it might inspire someone else to do it. It might give them idea. It might give, give them hope. And the last thing, which I kind of talked about, is you and your family. The one thing that I also want you to consider is what if something happens that you can't be in your store? Do you know who will open the store? Who will run the store? Do you have a plan so that you know if you have to close, what are all the things that you would need to do in order to close? And for me, I would feel like I would need to communicate that with all of our customers. That means changing hours on Google, changing hours on Yelp, changing hours on our website, updating our website, sending an email out, posting on social media. You might want to draw a list now so that you can just quickly check it all off if something like that happens. And again, I don't want to be doom and gloom. It's more about being prepared, you know, depending on how much time, who's going to do the banking, all of those things that you would need to do. And this is good to have in place no matter what, not just um, because of this situation. It's something that you should have. Um, set up already. So maybe it's a good time just to sit there and draw out a, a Google Doc or a WordPress Doc to map that all out so that people would have a clear idea of what the plan is if that were to happen. Again, you need to take care of yourself. You need to take care of your family. Um, by all means, if you feel you need to close or if you feel that you're at risk, I never want anyone to feel because I say you need to be consistent with your hours that you have to be open. You do you, 
you take care of your business, you take care of your customer, you do what's best for all of you. But I just want to make sure that you also take care of yourself during all of this. All right, everyone, I hope this helped. If if need be, I will hop on again, maybe in a week or in a few days. I really want to keep everyone encouraged. I really want to keep the positivity and the optimism going. I want to be as helpful as possible during this time. And I want women to feel supported um, and men. We have some men in the group. I can't forget about you guys. So thank you all. I see all the hearts and um, I really appreciate it. And I will see you ladies soon again. And as soon as Natalie comes up with her genius idea and beautiful graphic and whatever it is, um, we'll be sure to share it in the group. And that graphic is meant for everyone to share. I feel like if we show community and support and we all share it at the same time, that would be amazing. So thank you all. I really appreciate you listening and being here. All right, see you ladies later. Have a great day.